I really wanted to change the narrative around beauty and aging because we live in a culture that shames women for getting older. And we live in a culture that has a completely unattainable beauty standard. Mm -hmm. And I am here to change the narrative around that and to have a new conversation where you can age beautifully, you can age well, and aging does not mean as a woman that you have failed. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Today, I have a fabulous lady I want to introduce you to. Her name is Elaine Morrison, and she has been on quite a journey. They say we need to experience bumps in our road, twists and turns in our path in order to reach our goals and our alignment and our highest self. Well, Elaine has done just that with something you may have been hearing about a lot, a lot lately. It's in the magazines, it's in the news, it's everywhere. It's called collagen. However, I would propose that collagen and the product she has formulated is not just the thing. I would say that collagen has become the vehicle for her message. And that message being about our culture's intolerance of aging. Elaine is changing that. And I am very excited to have her here speaking with us today on The Second Wind. Welcome, Elaine. Wendy, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you for your time. I know you're super busy and I always get confused when I'm in different time zones with people trying to schedule these things. So, <laughs> so there were a few, uh, is it that your time, my time, whose time? But anyway, we figured it out and it worked. Yes. So let's start off with Elaine. Tell us about the aha moment, the thing that brought you to where you are right now in your alignment, in your full purpose in your highest self? Well, I think illness is an opportunity to get curious about what is and isn't working in your life. And that certainly happened to me when I was 44 years old and seemingly out of nowhere, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid autoimmune disorder. And then on the heels of that, I developed guttate psoriasis from my scalp to my ankles. So big wake up call. Oh my gosh. Yes. And the psoriasis, was that like those big red patches? They, yeah, I had red patches literally all over my body. It started on my stomach and then just started like spreading all over the place into my scalp, my arms, my everywhere, my whole body covered. And as a Pilates instructor, that's a little scary when you have to be in close proximity to people and you've got these red dots all over you. And yeah. P.S. It's August. <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. And you live where? Los Angeles. Yeah. So land of the yeah. beauty, right? So yes, yes. <laughs> you all of a sudden you're ill, but mm -hmm. you were in all regards, a very healthy individual, right? Tell us about that. 
Right. Well, I've been a certified Pilates instructor for the past 15 years. And obviously living in Los Angeles, there's so much emphasis on looking your best, feeling your best. So I had, I was vegetarian from the time I was in my early twenties. And then I became vegan probably in my early forties, mostly because I just wasn't feeling well. So Mm -hmm. I kept removing things from my diet. So I had adopted a vegan diet and, you know, then my health just went off a cliff and I couldn't understand why I'm working out. I'm eating well, what could be happening? Yeah. You're doing all the things. Right. Right. And you were telling me, is this when you were telling me your hair started falling out? Yes. So what happened in 2013, I was managing two Pilates studios. I was also teaching Pilates and like little things started creeping in. One being I'd bought a new pair of pants and all of a sudden I couldn't zip them up. I noticed that my skin was becoming really dry. I would sleep for 10 hours a night and wake up and just not feel rested. And then my hairstylist one day was like, what's going on? Your hair's falling out and it's breaking. Like what is happening? And I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, this is, there's a lot of symptoms here. What is this? And then, all right. So, so you have all this, it's shocking. You have to be that person. You got to look the look. Because people are coming to you and paying money to learn Pilates, right? Mm -hmm. So I would imagine you, I mean, I would panic a little bit, I think. I was kind of panicked, as I say, because I thought I was doing everything quote, right. Right. So I I started reading things. I happened to pick up this book by Sarah Gottfried. It was all about hormone health. And she talked about something called Hashimoto's. And it's a thyroid autoimmune disorder. And when I read down all the symptoms, I'm like, oh, wow, I check a lot of boxes, the symptoms of Hashimoto's. So I went to my doctor and I start reading down my list of symptoms. And she looks at me with this sort of patronizing look. And she's like, well, you know, you're in your mid forties. And as a woman, that's not feeling well is just normal. Ah, Right? ah, You're supposed to gain weight. You're supposed to have mood swings. You're supposed to be sweating. You're supposed to have all this stuff and be puffy. Right. No. No. And I had a list, right? I'm a list maker when I go to a doctor, so I don't forget anything. And I said, no, no, I read. And like, these are all the labs I should do. And she just, I call it the eye rolling and the sighing The you know, and she said, I refuse to test you for Hashimoto's. You do not have Hashimoto's. So she ran a few, a few labs, one of them being TSH, which, you know, that's sort of the first indicator that you want to look at for your thyroid, but you should do a full thyroid panel, which she refused. But anyway, my TSH was over eight. That is so off the chart high. What should it be? I'm not a medical doctor. So please people don't like quote me on this, but you want it, you know, anywhere between like, I think around one and a half on yeah, the low say end. One or two, three, yeah. yeah. Three kind of is pushing the high end, but again, it depends. Are you dealing with like a naturopath who's like really current in functional medicine? Or are you dealing with somebody, as I say, who's reading out of like a 50 year old medical textbook? So anyway, an I went to a Would the lab came back with this doctor and you were an eight and would she say, Oh, I'm sorry. You were right. Oh, she was like, oh, okay, I guess your thyroid, let's put you on some levothyroxine. Still oh, let's refused put you on some medicine. Test, right. Still refused to test me for Hashimoto's. So did you so take I, the medicine? I did. I know. Okay. But at that point, I needed something just to get my thyroid. My thyroid was basically not functioning. Okay. And as soon as I started taking it within about 
10 days, I started to feel at least better. Okay. So you knew that was it. Right. And so then I found a naturopath who ran just extensive labs and found I was terribly anemic, you know, I mean, just a whole gamut of things. So didn't go back to that previous doctor, but about six weeks after the Hashimoto's diagnosis, then I start breaking out in psoriasis. Mm. So then I go, I end up in an allergist office and they want to claim that I'm basically allergic to every food imaginable. And I kind of knew that that probably wasn't a hundred percent true. Then they send me to a dermatologist who like cuts one of the psoriasis off of me to send it to a lab. And then, then they say, the only way you can solve this is to go get, it's basically into a medical tanning bed and have, oh yeah. And they make you sign like a 15 page release that you won't sue them from being in the medical tanning bed. And I just thought, this is total insanity. This is insanity. And I'm stepping away from all of this. this you knew, your right. gut knew. You knew it yeah. wasn't right. You knew there was a better answer. Yeah. All right. So when there was you, you stepped away, you said no, you took the reins of your health into your own yep. hands. Yeah. So, you- so I started reading everything I could read about Hashimoto's and psoriasis. And what is that the root cause, you know, and that's where you have to decide, are you going to go down the allopathic route and just take medication to suppress your symptoms? Or do you want to get to the root cause and really understand what's setting off the symptoms so that you don't have to just take a bunch of medications, you can hopefully resolve the symptoms. Yeah. So everything I read said, cut the gluten out, cut dairy out, cut grains out, try to get the inflammatory foods out of your diet. So I asked my endocrinologist who I'd been sent to, and she, in a very patronizing way, says, well, that makes you feel better as she points her finger to her head. (coughs) Then you do that, but there's no science to it. There's no science to how food makes your body operate. But that's all they know. I mean, that's all they know. That's all they know. And that's That's all they know. To share different modalities, different things. Different things. So she gets what I call the bless and release. Thank you. I'll be on my way now. (laughs) And I did, I cut out gluten, dairy grains, and just really focused on an autoimmune paleo diet. I hadn't eaten meat, chicken, or fish in almost 25 years. Crazy, I know. So I started with just a little bit of fish in my diet. And lo and behold, in about five, six months, the psoriasis went away. Now I know that sounds like a long time and it was a long time, but when you have it literally covering your entire body, it takes a long time. And then I had labs redone for my thyroid and for the Hashimoto's, which anybody with Hashimoto's, my antibodies were over 1100, which that's high. It's very high. I brought everything down to zero when I had been told by these endocrinologists and dermatologists and everybody else like, no, you're going to live with this the rest of your life. You're probably going to end up with lupus, like the doom and gloom, cue it. That's all they had to offer me. And I, I just rejected it. And I said, no, I, I refuse to be ill. I'm so glad you did because now you're here mm-hmm. as a testament to following wow. your gut, getting to the root of things, not just taking the easy pill that just mm-hmm covers it up and masks your symptoms and just keeps you at a steady, even keel without ever addressing what's really going on. And our our bodies are supposed to fix themselves. So what'd you do? Keep going. So, you know, I just, I continued to focus on my diet. I also 
scaled back my teaching of Pilates. I realized working six days a week, saying yes to everybody, having no boundaries, you know, teaching early in the morning, teaching into the evening. I realized I had to just say no. So I ultimately ended up stepping back from the management position I had for a private club. And I just taught a little bit, a few private clients and really just kind of rested for almost a year to get my health back on track. So, and I realized that's a privilege that I had to be able to step back that way. And yeah. then, and then, you know, crazy idea. I, I had felt like I loved Pilates. I loved my clients. I loved my work, but I felt like I needed a challenge. I felt like I had gotten kind of stale and stuck. And so I decided to take the opportunity I had been given to go to work in a stock brokerage, which required me to get my licenses, which is the Series 7 and 66 for anybody who knows. Those are really hard licenses to study for and pass. And here I was like 44, 45 years old. I hadn't been in school in over 20 years and I did it. I set out to do it and I did it. And this was during the year that you kind of like backed off of Pilates? Yeah, I left Pilates the end of 2013, just had a few clients in 2014. And then the end of 2014 is when I convinced, as I like to say, these old white men who were really skeptical of like, who's this Pilates instructor going to come to work at a stock brokerage and actually pass these tests? And I did it. (sighs) So cool. All right. So take us through there. You know, I worked for the brokerage for about a year and, you know, it was fun to be dressed up every day and put makeup on instead of my usual, like being in Lululemon with, you know, my hair in a dirty bun. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I missed my clients. I missed the interaction. I missed helping people take care of their bodies. I felt like the stock brokerage, it just wasn't interesting enough. It was a lot of paper pushing. So did you feel, because now you're kind of like in another stressful environment, yeah. I would imagine. Are you feeling like maybe you're relapsing at all or how do you handle that? You know, studying for the test, there was a lot of pressure to pass them. So that was, that was kind of stressful. You know, I, I also was lucky that I got to travel a bit for the job and learn a lot. So I tried to manage the stress level a bit. I really okay. did. So you focused, you, you knew, and you were, you are a willing participant and kind of headed what could come at you off. Yeah. Would you say? So that yeah. there's some mind work that went into that, obviously. Definitely. Definitely. And there was a little bit of pressure to bring business in. So I did manage to bring in a half a million dollars in assets for, to be managed. So I was, no small you fee. Know, yeah. You know, yeah. I was, I was proud of that. You know, you, you make the best of it and you, you meet people and you learn and it was, it was a good experience. Well, it was definitely a stepping stone to yes, what, you, what you're doing now, but yeah. let's back up for a second. So mm-hmm. you were doing all the things you were healthy. How do you think looking back that you were even on the roadmap of getting these things, Hashimoto's and the, what were there signs? Were there things? Were there, oh, I, if I had done this sooner or I had done that sooner, what do you think? Well, I often say that I think illness is an opportunity to get curious about what is and isn't working in your life. And, you know, autoimmune disorders is the body falsely turning on itself, which I think is an interesting thing to think about. Your body isn't meant to attack for me, my thyroid. 
your thyroid is right there at your throat chakra if you really want to get woo-woo. Oh, I love right? woo-woo. Bring it. I love woo-woo, right? So <laughs> it's at your throat chakra. So in essence, what needs to be said that isn't being said? I had gone through a lot. I, I was married. I got married um, in my early 30s. Um, I was with my ex-husband for 10 years. I got pregnant. I had a miscarriage. And then the marriage ended about a year later. And that's a lot to go through in a short amount of time. Yeah. And I got out of the marriage and then, you know, I got into another relationship probably too quickly. And that kind of blew up in my face. And so I just think I tried to just stuff all of that down and just keep going. Right. And always like keep a brave face. And then I realized like not long after all of that happened, two of my closest girlfriends moved out of Los Angeles. And then my parents ended up selling my childhood home of 40 years. They lived there and they moved to a retirement community and I had to help them through all of that process. And so I think it was just kind of one thing after another, after another, that really things that needed kind of some grieving. And I'm really, really good at just like, push it down, keep going. Keep well, a lot of women are, I think that's our, I mean, it sounds like it's our strong suit, but it actually, mm -hmm. is that's what we that's do. That's what we do. That's what we do. And, you know, I think you and I have talked about like our generation we haven't had the tools that I see out now that younger generations have to really like do meditation, work on your mindset, understand that things like miscarriage, divorce, close friends moving, all of that, like that takes time to nurture that and process that and be still with all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. We, my daughter is in a much better place than I was. Oh yeah. Then definitely. I, she would definitely agree with that. Okay. So we went back now let's fast forward. Yes. Here we go. And you bring in all this business. You're not fulfilled. And now what? And now what? So, so I had thought about switching to a different brokerage. So I got offer, I got an offer from UBS. I got an offer from Morgan Stanley and the background checking process for those, uh, for any brokerage is long. It's about 10 or 12 weeks and they no longer allow you to come to work while that's happening. So I had left the brokerage I was working for, was going through this background checking process and I had a lot of time on my hands. So I had this idea, I had started taking collagen as part of my recovery from Hashimoto's. And why? Because of the books you were reading? Or all the blogs I was reading. And again, I want to say to people, I was reading things that are written by medical doctors, pharmacists, people with legit credentials. I really stress that. And everybody was talking about collagen. And because I had been losing my hair and my hair just was dry and breaking, I was desperate for anything. So I'm right. like, oh, I'm back to eating animal protein. I'm doing collagen. Sure. And about six months after I'd started the collagen, my hairstylist was like, oh my gosh, you have all this little like baby hair growth coming in. What's something's changed. Something is totally different about your hair. And I said, oh my gosh, I, I started taking collagen. And she's like, well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because doing it's it. working. It's working. And I, I see the difference in your, in your hair. 
Wow. Yeah. So I couldn't get collagen out of my mind. And I had this idea. I wanted my mom, my little cutie pie mom to take collagen because she's had some autoimmune issues and I bought it for her and it would just sit. And a light bulb one day, I was like, gosh, mom, if I could just put it into water, then you could just drink it and take it every day. Oh, she just wouldn't take like a powder scoop and put it in something. Put it in something, mom. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, you know. Right. So then the collagen water idea, I just couldn't get it out of my head. And so here I had all this time. And so I started again, Googling, did something like this exist? No, couldn't find anything that existed. And I just decided to create collagen water. Now, why I decided to get in the beverage it's like the, the universe was speaking to you to do this, right? I mean, you were telling me you couldn't get this thought out of your brain. And you were like, what am I? Why am I thinking this? What am I doing? But you right. were all in. Yeah. You knew this was what you were supposed. This was your path now. Yeah. I just, I couldn't get it out of my head. And, and I, it really goes back to why I got into teaching Pilates was I really wanted to help people with their health. And it just spoke to me. And so I I asked my girlfriend, I I told some of my girlfriends about it and I just couldn't decide. Like it would keep me awake at night. Should I do this? Should I not do this? And one of my girlfriends was like, will you regret not trying? And that was like a real aha moment. And I thought, yeah, I'll regret. I will regret if I don't try. So I hired consultants and off I went. I never went to work for UBS or Morgan Stanley. Right. You're like this. I bailed on that. So you are thinking to yourself, I, since it's not out there, I'm going to make it. I'm going Mm -hmm. to develop a collagen that's in water. And how did that (laughs) (laughs) Well, I very naively went into the beverage business. You know, I hired consultants because you have to have somebody help you formulate it. You've got to get into a co-packer. I mean, it is a million steps to get a finished product into a package, no matter what. You're all in. You're doing it. You're not letting these million things stop you. No. These hurdles, you're like, okay, give me another one. I'm jumping. I'm jumping. I'm jumping. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think I like to solve things. So yeah, it took us about a year and a half to get a finished product into a bottle and manufactured and on to store shelves. Wow. And that that has got to be costly. It's costly. Beverage is very costly because you have to do big, big runs of it. The development of it, all of it. Yeah. You're doing all this. How do you, I mean, you're a Pilates instructor who's done some cool things in stock brokerage world. Mm -hmm. And now you have this beverage. What did you do? Stand on the street corner in Beverly Hills and say, ladies, this is for you. Don't worry about putting fillers in your lips. I've got this for you. What did you do? Well, I, I self-funded to start. And then once I had product out, I, you know, I got it into local stores here in Los Angeles. I cold emailed Thrive Market, got it into Thrive Market. I got it up on Amazon. You're hustling. And, and then, you know, with a new product in small stores here in LA, you've got to do in-store demos. Okay. So I was the girl standing in a little small store in LA asking you, would you like to try some collagen water? And at that point, 2017, people didn't really know what collagen was. So I just stood in grocery stores, like explaining collagen to people. Oh my gosh. Again, a lot of people may say, oh, I can't do that. 
right? But you were mm-hmm. like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going all the way. You went to trade shows too, didn't you? Yes, I did Expo West, which anybody in the natural product space, it's a huge show. It's like a hundred thousand people attend and it's every natural product you could think of. And I had a booth there and that was, I believe, 2018. Yes, 2018. So collagen was much more on the radar then. So I had a lot of people at my booth like, wow, okay, this is an interesting concept. This is a cool concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Neat. So yeah. What, did it have a name? At that point, it was my beverage was called Eviva. Eviva. Uh-huh. What was the point of that name? Why Aviva? Oh gosh, there's a story to that. So trying to pick a name where you can get the domain and the Instagram handle and the trademark and everything is challenging in this day and age. Right. And I was struggling and I remember calling my girlfriend Marlo and I was like, I throw my hands in the air. I cannot think of a name that I like. And she says to me, "Hun, go back to all the paper you've been scribbling ideas on and you've got to make something up. Okay. I was like, okay. So I had written down Viva, like Viva to life, right? Life. And then I threw an E in front of it for my own name because I felt like I had gotten my life back after healing myself and using collagen. So I love it. I could get, I got a domain, I got Instagram, all of that. I thought I could trademark it. And that turned into a two-year odyssey of ultimately finding out I could not trademark it. Oh, and more money. More money. I had gone through two attorneys at that point who were not truthful. Yeah. So ultimately, mm-hmm. now you can't trademark it. Right. And I think what happened next that you told me will change people's minds when they're looking at this product in the market. Yeah. Well, so ultimately my product was copied. I was written up in a trade article with two other large collagen brands. And I had no idea I was going to be written up in the article and came out and I was all excited and like, oh, wow, this is super cool. I'm getting all this attention. And then the next day, the founder of Vital Proteins in his own name orders my product off my website and my heart sank because I knew what was coming next. I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to copy the product. He had just gotten a huge round of funding and in beverage, you just need money on top of money on top of money in order to make a go of it. So yeah, that was, that was an interesting turning point in the highest highs and the lowest lows of all within like 24 hours, pretty much. Oh my gosh. Now that would, gosh, a lot of people would just throw in the towels and say, okay, well, obviously I can't compete with the big guys, right? But but you weren't willing to do that. And I love the reasons why. Tell us the reasons Mm -hmm. why. You know, I had, you have to know your why, Wendy, right? If if you're an entrepreneur, you've got to like at the core of it all have a why, or you're going to want to throw in the towel every Mm -hmm. other day because it's not glamorous, despite what everybody puts on Instagram, that entrepreneurship is like this, you know, rainbows Mm -hmm. and moonbeams and puppy dogs. It is not. It is not for the faint of heart, but my why is that I really wanted to change the narrative around beauty and aging because we live in a culture that shames women for getting older. And we live in a culture that has a completely unattainable beauty standard. And 
I am here to change the narrative around that and to have a new conversation where you can age beautifully, you can age well, and aging does not mean as a woman that you have failed. And I think that's a message that really resonates with most women, you know? Right. You're saying just the terminology on all the products that they Mm -hmm. throw at us. Right. There's no such thing as anti-aging. How can you be against aging? (laughs) Aging is a privilege. Yes. Right? Yeah. When you said that to me, I was, I mean, that just like turned on this light bulb in my head. And I said, ah, why are we letting this happen? Why are we letting the marketing do that? In our face, but it also messes with us subliminally. Oh, completely. Completely. Because we're all chasing a standard that's impossible because you can't compete with filters and airbrushing and all this slick marketing. That is not who real women are. And you can spend a lot of money chasing an illusion and waste a lot of time, I think. Absolutely. And in the process of Spending the time fighting what you and I consider to be a privilege, not paying attention to the big picture Mm -hmm. of why we're here. So interesting to me. So you didn't throw in the towel because your why was huge. And I Mm -hmm. love the other thing that you didn't say, which I think just shows your character and what kind of a person you really are. You said that you had some investors for for your product, for a funding go around. All right, share that because that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I had done a friends and family raise because as I said, I put my own money in to start the beverage and it's expensive and I needed more capital. And so I had applied to pitch at BevNet Live before I even had a finished product. Here I was a complete newbie in the beverage space. They chose me as one of 15 people to pitch and you get up and you pitch to a room of like 300 beverage executives. I mean, the most out of body experience for this complete introvert. And someone in the audience had watched me do the pitch. And I also got introduced to him by one of my consultants and he invested in my company. And then I had some friends also invest. And, you know, I realized that if I didn't keep going after getting out of the beverage space, that I wouldn't be able to pay them back. And that's part of the deal as an angel investor is you risk losing your money. I just, I didn't want to go out of business and not be able to repay them. So that was a motivation to keep going for sure. And I had, you know, through the time that I launched the beverage, I had a lot of investors approach me who really loved my story. They loved my message and they were very encouraging to please keep going. Oh, it's like the universe sends these people Mm -hmm. in in our path to, yeah, to keep us going. It's Mm -hmm. so interesting when you sit back and I'm sure you've done this where you can sit back and see where all the dots connect, right? It's so Mm -hmm. cool. It's really cool. And I say all the time, Wendy, especially for women, your intuition is your superpower. It is. And when you're an entrepreneur, you have got to listen to your intuition. And it's hard because you get so many experts and consultants and people who've done this for X number of years, they know better and they will get in your ear and try to override your intuition. And I found when I override it and don't listen to it, it's not the right answer. Mm-hmm. So hundred percent, hundred percent of the time. It's mm-hmm. like you and I were saying, I think it was you and I were saying every time I came upon something and I 
said, oh, I don't really know how to do that. I'm going to find somebody who can do it for me. I'm going to yes. outsource this. And then I yes. outsource it. And then I find, oh, I probably could have done that better myself. But I was just fearful of just yes. doing it for whatever yes. reason. And I, I just didn't put the faith back in myself and just sit down and do it, whatever it is. And you were saying that happened to you too. Oh, yeah. I've Gosh, in the beginning, I outsourced so much stuff because I had this mindset of, oh, I'm not tech savvy. I right. didn't grow up with all of this. Oh, it's, it's too hard to learn. I won't be able to figure it out. I need an expert. Well, in the past year during stay at home, I decided, no, I was going to become the expert on things. And lo and behold, I have taught myself Shopify, Klaviyo, Facebook ads, Amazon ads, the Amazon Seller Central, Canva. Now I'm no expert and I do have some support with that, but I do it all myself. And I want to remind women, especially if you're in midlife, you can figure it out because you've walked the earth for quite a while now. You're capable <laughs> of figuring it out. I love the way you said that. It's true though. So what are you doing? What am I doing? You kept so, going. You're like, I'm paying people back. I'm not giving up. My right. intuition tells me to keep going. I have a message about aging for women in our community. Right. What is that? Go. So I sold the beverage inventory, got out of that, and then at simultaneously discovered that I couldn't use the name Eviva, that it couldn't be registered. So I'm like, okay, this is a sign. Just walk away from all of it. And I thought, you know, I'm going to keep going, but I'm going to do powdered collagen. I think that's really more of what the consumer wants. It's collagen has been so amazing for my hair, my skin, my nails. I've been taking it since 2013, hardly missed a day of it. And so that's what I did. And I had to rename. And so again, listening to those signs and those messages, I was asking different people, people who did not know each other. Do you have any ideas, any feedback? And everyone kept saying, why wouldn't you use your own name? Ah, I'm like, because who are we to think we could brand ourselves? Exactly. I'm so introverted. I, it's hard for me to be the face of my brand. I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> I just don't think I can do that. And it just would not go away. The same feeling, right? That you had when you said, I'm going to come up with a collagen to put in water. Okay. Yeah. So um, I hired a new attorney and <laughs> she was wonderful. And lo and behold, I could trademark Elaine and I could get all the domain and all the social sites, everything. And I thought, okay, I have to, this is another like pushing me out of my comfort zone, which again, I could say entrepreneurship will push you so far out on a limb of discomfort, but that's where your growth begins. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I did. I renamed and I started the end of 2019 with powdered collagen in stick packs and with a whole new messaging. So I really stepped out as the brand and really stepped out with my story, stepped out with my why. And that is what resonates with women. Excellent. And then 2020 came. <laughs> yes. Right yes. after you take your wings out and start flying. Yes. And how did that, did that change anything for you or did what do you think? Thankfully, you know, because I decided to go direct to consumer with my product first, I'd kind of been traumatized by the whole retail channel. Mm -hmm. 
And I wanted to just control it on my own site at first so that I could really have a direct conversation with the consumer. So really what 2020 did was it took me out of teaching. I had gone back to teaching Pilates, which I don't think I had mentioned. When I started formulating the beverage, I had more time. And I thought, well, let me just stick my toes back into teaching. I enjoy it. So I had been teaching Pilates and, you know, trying to launch a business. So <laughs> it took me out of the studio and back into having more time. So that's when I decided to teach myself all these tech things that I kept telling myself I'm not capable of doing, which lo and behold, I actually am capable of doing. Yeah, you are. And yeah. I mean, but you were forced out of the studio. Yes. I'm in Los Angeles. So we've had pretty restrictive stay at home orders. Yes, you have. And I'm super sorry about that. I'm in Georgia and it's been okay. Like it's, I'm in my hot yoga sweating. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm sorry. (laughs) But you can come visit me. (laughs) I would love to. Excellent. Anytime. So Elaine, tell us about the product. Tell us how we can get it. Tell us where to get it. I'm getting it. Talk to me. Yes. So I sell 10 gram stick packs. So it's pre-portioned, super easy. Put it in your coffee, your smoothie, your oatmeal, all the things. You can find me at elainewellness.com. You can come over to Instagram, Facebook. I answer all of that myself. I love talking to women. I have incredible conversations and direct message. Happy to be a sounding board, provide any guidance I can. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Can you just real quick, because I don't know, I mean, we said kind of briefly, tell us again, why should we be taking collagen? Absolutely. So collagen is a protein we all have within us, right? It's what keeps your skin like plump and, and looking good. I mean, it's literally in everything. It's in your skin, it's in your nails, it's your hair, your joints, your bones. It makes up about 30% of your body. But as you start to age in your mid twenties, your body starts to produce less and less collagen over time. That's one issue. The second issue is we no longer eat a collagen rich diet, right? We had grandmothers probably who made soups where they would put the bones into the soup and let it simmer all day long. That's where you would get the collagen from. So because we eat a lot of muscle meat and we no longer eat the whole animal, we're Mm. missing that collagen. And so supplementing with collagen as we age, especially is so important to support joint health, bone health, and then the vanity reasons. Of course, we all want healthy hair, skin, nails. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just a believer that as you age, what you eat has such a profound effect on how you look and how you feel. And who doesn't want to look and feel their best? Oh, no, no. I am a proponent that at this point in our lives, we have the ability to do exactly that. Exactly. Good, because now we get it. Well, and I really want to get rid of this message that aging means you're just going to be on this slow decline. Right. And I often have people say to me, oh, well, should I be, you know, I should be lifting just the one and two pound weights and I should, you know, be treating myself like, you know, delicate China or something. No, you can be strong. There's some women on Instagram. Go look up train with Joan at (laughs) 70 years old. She was obese, had all these health problems. Lo and behold, she changes her diet. She starts lifting weights. You should see her. She's a testament to it's never too late. 
And it does matter how you eat and how you exercise. Yeah, and I'm just so passionate about that. Do you want to just sit in a rocking chair and get old? You can do that, but your body isn't meant to just completely deteriorate. Absolutely. Laura Iman was on the show right in the beginning and Mm -hmm. never knew what a weight was. She was a junk food junkie. He decided, I think it was at 62 mm-hmm. and he ended up becoming a, a weightlifting medalist. Yeah. I mean, what? What? So, yeah. You watch her Olympic. She does the cleans. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Crazy yeah. stuff. So it just, yeah. Yeah. So decide our mind decides is what we're going to follow. Well, and be careful about the input of right. what you're listening to. You know, as I head into menopause, I'm almost 52. I'm listening to this narrative around menopause and I'm constantly saying, but is it true? Is it true mm-hmm. that I'm going to feel like crap? Is it true that I'm going to be just this angry, mean person? Is it true that I'm, you know, all these horrible things are going to happen to my body? Watch your mindset of what you accept as true. And I'm not trying, I don't want to dismiss anyone's symptoms. Your symptoms are legit, but what are you eating? How are you exercising? Mm -hmm. And your mindset. I will tell you, I'm on the other side of menopause Mm -hmm. and I didn't have any kind of, I didn't experience, and my children will even say, they did not see anything like I saw with my mother when she was going through menopause. It's like, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, there she goes again. Somebody Mm -hmm. put that woman on medicine, like Mm -hmm. bad. And then, I mean, I'd have a few hot flashes here and there, but it it didn't ever, you know, and I think that's because I'm so focused in, laser focused in on health Mm -hmm. and wellness. And I Mm -hmm. wish that for everyone so they don't have to feel icky. I with you, Wendy, like, I just want to shout from the rooftops. Like it is not for women. You're not meant to feel awful. No, you're not meant to, but that's another thing I've looked at. Look at the narrative for women, right? When you're a teenage girl, you're told, Oh my God, periods are horrible. You're just going to feel awful. They can't be managed. They're going to rule your life. Then right. Pregnancy. Oh my gosh your body's out of control. There's this laundry list of everything you shouldn't do because everything's bad for you. And right. You're out of control when you're pregnant. Childbirth. I deal with women for taking Pilates when they're pregnant. Like your body knows what to do. Mm -hmm. Your body knows what to do, but there's all this intervention telling you that no, your body doesn't know what to do. Right. And then you get to menopause and you're told like, oh my God, your body's out of control. You're going to gain all this weight. You're going to feel horrible. But is it true? Right. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So look at the messaging we're told throughout our lives. And we're really taught to be separate from our body, you know, and I just... I want to change the message that for women, your body is incredible. It's incredible. It's a creative force. You create babies. You can create companies. You can create whatever you want. We get to wear the woman suit when we come down here. And it's a privilege. Yes. There's a reason for that. Yes. And we need to fulfill it and feel as good as we can for as long as we can. Because we have so much work to do, people. That's why we're here to serve others. Yes. 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 <laughs> Speak it. So. Speak it, Wendy. Speak it. 
<laughs> Elaine, I loved our conversation today. I thank you so much. I want everyone to go get your collagen. Thank Stand you. Stand in line. It, she's going to sell out. I know it. And you will make more, I'm sure. And Absolutely. I'll put all of this good stuff in our show notes. Yes. And do you have anything to leave us with today? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, Wendy, it has been a joy to get to know you. I love, we had a phone call last week and I was like, I made a new friend. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes. You're part of the tribe now. Yes. Oh my gosh. Hopefully I can come see you when the world reopens. I'm going to come to Atlanta. Absolutely. Um, So thank you. Thank you for the privilege of that. Thank you for creating a voice for women in midlife. That's positive and uplifting and optimistic. We need more of you in the world. Thank you. And I just want to remind all women, I include a postcard with every order that says you are beautiful. And I just want to remind women that you're beautiful and you're worthy. And if I can be of support in any way, please come message me on Instagram or send me a note and I would love to connect. Ah. Thank you so much. You are doing your purpose. You are serving others and we are changing the narrative one woman at a time. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Elaine, for your time today. Thank you. Yes. And until next time, breathe in your second win. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.